God has placed on my heart a message uh, for you, and I just hope that you just receive it. So let's pray. Can we do that? Father, help us. Amen. How many of you have ever experienced a traumatic event or maybe you went through a very difficult time? Maybe it was an extended period of time. How many of you have suffered a hardship? Let me see your hands. Most everyone. My first exposure to a very traumatic event, it was the summer of 1979. I had just graduated high school. And I know that may shock you. I don't look that old, but it's okay. It was the summer of 1979. I was between my, I had just graduated high school and I was transitioning to a freshman year of college. And I'm from a small town, Franklin, but 45, 50 minutes from here. And it's a town where word, word travels very quickly. Woke up one morning, I think it was in June, and word was the Cargill salt mine south of Franklin near Calumet had an explosion. And of course, word went out through the town that many were injured, many were trapped, and some even perished. And why did this story affect me? Well, one of my best friend's dad was in that salt mine. It was his shift on that particular evening. And so they rushed some of the survivors to the hospital in Franklin. And literally underneath the emergency room canopy, it became command central. Many of the families had gathered by this time, I have no clue, but maybe a hundred people, 50, I, I can't remember. But everybody made a beeline for the hospital. And of course, there was a salt mine representative that would come to a podium every now and then to give some sort of update. And as you can imagine, the air was thick with tension. He came to the podium and he said, yes, we have some survivors. Yes, we're working at getting some of the men that were trapped out. But five men perished. And then he read the names and one of them was my friend's dad. Of course, his mom collapsed on the floor, on the ground, and his sister just wailed. And my friend just stood there numb. All I can say, it was a very traumatic event for me. And I want to let you know tonight that at some point, all of us are going to be faced with something in our life, whether it be stress, whether it be loss of a loved one, maybe you're grief-stricken, maybe you've lost a child, 
Maybe you were mistreated as a young person. Maybe you went through the aftermath of your parents being divorced. Maybe you've gone through a divorce yourself. Some of you encountered the flood of 2016. What an event. What a very traumatic event. Some of you have battled addictions, physical infirmities. For me, it was getting the news from my doctor that I had stage four cancer. I didn't wake up that morning expecting to hear that. Maybe it's the pain of not speaking to one of your siblings in years. Maybe it's losing a job. Maybe you were the victim of an abuse. Maybe someone has wronged you through a betrayal. And maybe you've just been disconnected from God. This is what I know about pain. No one is exempt from pain. Would you agree? We've all been through something in our life. Small, medium, or large. There's no one size fits all. We aren't spared from it. Jesus wasn't spared from it. Some of us process pain differently than others. Some, it's a matter of days, some months, and some years. But there's something else that I know is God wants to help us in our pain, and He also wants to use our pain for His purpose. I didn't say take away your pain. I said He wants to use your pain to fulfill something greater than you and I can ever imagine. Amen? And it goes along with what Pastor Brandon said yesterday, or Sunday. That purpose is to help someone else. The greatest example of this, when I say fulfilling purpose, helping someone else, is Jesus. In 1 Peter 2.21, it says this, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. You know, Scripture doesn't hide the facts of the pain and suffering that He went through. It's very graphic. Some of you may have seen the movie The Passion of the Christ years ago. Maybe you've read Scripture recently and you know the graphic details. But Jesus was broken. He was abused. He was abandoned. He was rejected. He was spit upon. They, they took crown of thorns and shoved it in His brow. He was tortured. But God never wasted that pain. Do you realize that? There was a much higher calling on Jesus' life. In fact, Scripture, if you could put that Scripture back up, Amanda, that I just went over, it says, what does it say? As an example. So you mean, Rob, Jesus' purpose, God's purpose, was to give us an example of how to live? It's interesting that that word example in the Greek, I'm not real big on Greek names, but it's hupagramos, G-R-A-M-M-O-S. 
Sounds a little familiar, right? Grammar. Paul uses this word example very fittingly because it's a word that represents a school child sitting in their desk watching the teacher write the alphabet on the chalkboard. When the teacher finishes, the child gets up from his desk or her desk and goes to the chalkboard and mimics exactly what they see. Every line, every dot, every circle. So Jesus' purpose was to leave us an example through suffering. You see, God saw beyond the pain of His Son. He saw a destiny. He saw our purpose. And through His suffering, we see how to love. We see how to comfort. We see how to, to help others in their time of need as well. But unfortunately, many people waste their pain. They don't profit from it. They don't use it. But what they do is they look at their pain as an obstacle. They look at their pain as something that they can't overcome. They look at their pain as difficult. They look at their pain as it's a struggle. And I get that. But you know what that leads to? A life of defeat. And so I just want to share with you tonight, never waste your pain. Amen? Never waste your pain. Why? Number one, your pain has a purpose. And I'm going to put two scriptures up on the screen for a reason, for a purpose. And I want you, not me, but I want you to read them silently to yourself and see if you can figure out that purpose. Go ahead. Through the process of pain, God wants you to grow he wants you to, to realize that out of your deepest hurts, your deepest sufferings, your deepest struggles, comes your deepest life message. Amen? You see, someone out there needs your pain. Because they're going through the identical thing that you have gone through. If you've experienced a miscarriage, someone out there who's struggling because they've had maybe multiple miscarriages needs you. They need your pain. Would you agree? Someone out there who's battling depression and anxiety and fear needs you to be available to help them. Someone out there that is battling addiction needs you who have gone through maybe something 
addictive. Doesn't mean you have to know everything and how to do it and, and how to overcome it and how to quote scripture like nobody's business. You see, I realized after I received a stage four cancer diagnosis, and then I realized through chemo six months. I realized that, yeah, I struggled. Chemo ain't fun, okay? It ain't fun. Sitting in a doctor's office with your heart pumping because you have no clue what he's about to tell you ain't fun. But somewhere along the line, God showed me that someone needs my pain. They need my struggle. <clears throat> and one day, <clears throat> I'm at the cancer center of Acadiana right there at Burden Real. There's about 40 chairs in little groups. <clears throat> there might have been 25, 30 people every time I was there. But one day, early on, I had the thought, God, is this my mission field? Could it be the person next to me? Could it be the nurse? Could it be, you know, I'm, I'm like, come on, Lord, show me, show me, show me, show me. Who is it? The Lord said, no, it's none of these people. And I'm like, Lord, I, it's like ducks on the pond, right, Pastor Brandon? I mean, they're sitting there. By the way, if you want to go duck hunting, just a loaf of bread at Gerard Park will do it, okay? <laughs> there were ducks on the pond. Lord said, nope. These aren't the people that need you. And he quickly showed me. <clears throat> a couple of days later, bless her heart, Miss Geraldine went to be with the Lord a few weeks back. How many of you had an opportunity to know Miss Geraldine? What a woman of faith. <sighs> she called one day because she had heard that I was starting chemo, and she had already been through it. And so <laughs> there's like a brotherhood when you go through stuff, right? Doesn't matter what it is, there's a, there's, a, there's a club. And I was over here in the commons area. I was sitting, and we talked for a very long time. We had a great conversation. And all I did was encourage her. And Lord, at that point, said, this is your mission field. Somebody like Miss Geraldine. And it was very evident. The Lord said, she needs your pain. Not long ago, a friend of the family got a diagnosis. He had to have surgery to remove a tumor. And of course, I had two of them removed. In fact, I've got... I don't know how many body parts I'm missing right now, but I got a lot of stuff missing, you know? <clears throat> but as soon as somebody has a surgery or something going on, my ears pop up because the Lord said, this is going to be your mission field. Well, I hear that this friend has to do chemo. You know what a linebacker does? <laughs> 
A linebacker says, get out of the way. I'm going after the running back or the quarterback. Well, I had that spirit in me and I still do. Get out my way. I'm going to visit my friend. Not to tell him what to expect, but to tell him that Jesus Christ can help him in his darkest day of chemo. Amen. And we sat there for a good 45 minutes to an hour. And the Lord just said, Rob, he needs to hear about your pain. He needs to hear about me through your pain. And he just kept reminding me, this is your mission field. And so when we get a prayer request, get out my way. Because I'm calling. Because I want to be the one they need to hear about my pain. Amen. But Rob, God hasn't healed me all the way. Maybe he has. And you don't even realize it. But Rob, you, you don't understand. I'm, I'm just beginning. You don't have to have everything in line to be used or for your pain to be used. Amen. You just have to be available. But Rob, why am I going through all of this pain and suffering? Could it be for a purpose? Hmm. I'm making you think right now, right? Never waste your pain. Don't look at the struggle. Don't hang out that it's difficult. Let me tell you, the enemy will, will play tricks on you. Been there, done that. You have to look at the purpose because it will lead to an opportunity of your testimony. Amen. Never waste your pain. Number two, <clears throat> because your pain has a platform. Let me explain. Romans chapter 15, verse 17 and 18, it says, Therefore, this is Paul, Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything else except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. Paul had a platform. It wasn't like this. But he had an open door to speak into people's lives. And he said, I'm not talking about anything else, folks. You Gentiles, he says, I'm going to speak the truth to you about what God has done and what God has accomplished in my life. You think he had a platform? He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Your pain's platform looks something like this. It's when you share your willingness to just simply listen to their pain. It's when you share your desire to connect with them. It's when you share your story because your story of pain and suffering has value. You see, our, our stories may not be the same. 
But when you get around like people that are around that, that, that have the same kind of suffering and pain, there's a divine connection that takes place. Your platform is where you share that they're not alone in their pain. Your platform is when you share hope. Be open and honest. I was. When I talk to people about their pain and their struggles, especially medically, I just tell them up front. You can forget that title of pastor that I have. I'm just Rob. I struggle like you. I have pains just like you. Let me tell you, I had, I had chemo on Tuesdays. Come Saturday night, I was a wreck. Because that's when the mind... So I know what it's like to have upheaval and, and, and just emotions all over the place. So I can identify, and you can identify too with people by just sharing your story, being open and honest and saying, hey man, I don't have it all together. But what I can do is just share with you my platform and my voice. You can also share some very practical things with them that maybe helped you. Amen. Here's one. Refuse one word answers. Hey, Blue, how you doing? Good. No, 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 no. Blue, put out your hand. Blue, put out your hand. Thank you. <laughs> Blue, how are you doing? You want to interact. You want information. They, they have to vomit on you a little bit. You know, get ready for it. You want them to open up. Because they can benefit so much from your insight and what you've been through or what you're going through. Let me tell you, the world gravitates to people who overcome things. Like maybe, like maybe parents who had to bury a child. Or maybe it's co-workers who were taken back because... Your faith is strong even in the midst of something horrific in your life. It's in your platform where you say, I'm not going to venture to speak about anything but what God has done in my life. You ready to sit down and listen? Oh yeah, let's go for it. That's when you say, look, I may not be the smartest french fry in the bag, but this is what God has done in my life. These are the miracles that I've seen. This is what God has done in me and through me. So just open up your ears because you're going to hear a lot of it. I had this thought today. The parable of the Good Samaritan. I think he had a platform that nobody really talks about. You know, there were two people that who had walked by this guy laying in the ditch, and they just walked by him, right? But this good Samaritan dude just 
he stops. There, there was a connection. His platform was connecting to the needs of this person. And so I had this thought today. I have a lot of thoughts like that. Could it be that the Good Samaritan saw someone in that man himself? Could it be that he was once robbed and thrown in a ditch to die? I think there was some sort of connection that happened between these two men. I know it's a parable. But I believe he had a platform. One of the greatest gifts you can give someone for Christmas. You want to know what it is? Put a bow on yourself. It's you. That is the greatest gift that you can give someone. Is you and your pain. Because I know this, that pain and hardships prepare ordinary people for extraordinary destinies. And let me just throw this out here. It may lead you to starting a little ministry. It may lead you to starting a support group. Get ready. Never waste your pain. Because number three, your pain produces. By the way, I didn't start out by using peas for every one of these points. I'm just letting you know, I'm not a Baptist, okay? But it just worked out that way. I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool, God. Okay, maybe I am a Baptist. Okay, let's move on. Romans chapter 5, verses 3. By the way, Pastor Brandon, do I still have a job? You sure? Okay, thank you. All righty. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know what? That suffering what? Produces perseverance. Okay, well, let's move on. So we can follow suit, can't we? Perseverance is going to produce character. And then character is going to produce hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. I know this about pain. It produces growth. It doesn't produce perfect little Christians who say the right thing and do the right thing. It produces growth in your life. Step by step by step. It's not going to come all in one package from Amazon tomorrow. It's going to come little by little. You're going to start to see some things in you change. I did. One of the first things that changed about me was I have so much empathy for my wife because she had to care give me for 18 months. Four surgeries, six hospital stays, six months of chemo, and me. I have more of an understanding of what she went through. 
I have more of an understanding of people who go through things in their life. It doesn't have to be just medical. It could be stress. It could be anything. You know what I'm saying? I have more compassion for people who have some sort of hardship or pain in their life. And like the linebacker, get out my way because I want to pray for you. Amen. When I say pain produces, it's the beginning of healing. And, and it's, it, it takes some effort on your part, but it takes time. It takes getting with God and saying, God, show me, teach me, allow me to grow in some areas that you know you need to grow in. Lord, maybe I need to learn how to forgive. <laughs> maybe I, I need to love my children a little differently and better. Maybe, Lord, could you teach me how to lead my business a, a little better? Or maybe my staff. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not angry anymore. I'm not yelling at the dog anymore. By the way, why don't we get mad at cats? I haven't figured that out. It, Cats get off too easy. You, you start to notice things about yourself as God works with you in your pain and He begins to produce some change in you. Amen. Someone once said, Dear past, thank you for your lessons. Dear future, I'm ready. Dear God, thank you for changing me in the process. Just a few days before Miss Geraldine passed, I get a phone call and it's her number. And it's her son. And he says, Pastor Rob, he said, my mom would like to talk to you. Yes. Bless her heart. It was like marbles in her mouth. I could not understand her. She used the word, I could make out the word hospice, and that was about it. So I prayed with her, and I had no clue what was going on. So the son gets back on the phone, and he says, Rob, he said, I said, I forget, Jake or Jack? I can't remember. Jack. I said, listen, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't understand your mom. What was she trying to tell me? He said, she wasn't trying to tell you anything. She was asking you if she should go through another round of chemo. That was the heaviest question I've ever been asked. And I said, young man, I said, I... I can't make that decision for her. And he said, well, if she does go through another round of chemo, it's not going to be good. It'll probably take her life. Oh. 
So I prayed for him, and we hung up. And I thought, why me, Lord, of all people? And it was like the Lord said, you and her had a connection. There was that divine brotherhood because we had both been through chemo. And I thought, what an honor for her to want to talk to me. Not that I know anything or can, you know, but. And, and, and because of her, this message got birthed. I, I've been, been muddling over it for a long time. And when Pastor Brandon asked me, I think it was Monday. Okay, I, I think I have some direction here. And I thought. Uh, that th- that lady, w- what a lady! And so while I was kind of putting this together and studying, it was like the Lord was saying, "You see, those people at the chemo were—that's not really your mission field. It's other people that you're going to come in contact with, because you had made a divine connection with her." I can't wait to have a reunion with her. Amen. God never wasted a pain with Christ. And I just want to leave you with this thought. Never, never waste your pain because someone out there needs you. They need your story. They need your encouragement that they need they they just need you because and and listen well Rob I don't have anybody get ready ask God to send you someone with a like situation and it's going to happen it's going to happen it's going to happen And you're going to begin to see, okay, God, there's a purpose in all of this. Okay, God, I'm going to use my platform to speak and to share. And and God, what do you want to produce in me? So never waste your pain. Amen. If you would, stand with me. Did y'all get something out of this? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's an honor and a blessing when you can yoke up with someone who needs your pain. And again, you don't have to be eloquent in speech. You just need to be available. You just need to have a heart for others. Don't take this the wrong way, but instead of yourself, instead of other things in your life, man, you could be, uh, Michelle and I happened to be in a, in a city not far from here um, not long ago, and in this building there was a lady, and Michelle just happened to mention of, you know, my struggles. And bam, 
this lady's struggle and mine were like that. And Michelle, my wife, had an opportunity. Remember what we said in the beginning? It will lead to an opportunity of your testimony. Well, it left an impression so big that they exchanged phone numbers and this lady called her a couple days later. Don't waste your pain. Amen. There are many people out there that need your pain. They need your story. Let me pray over you before we leave. Can we do that? Bow your head. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your sweet presence. We thank you for the grace of God that's over us. Most importantly, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We know about the extreme pain and torture and everything that went on at the end of his life. But Lord, we know that there was a reason, there was a purpose in his pain. Lord, I just pray that somehow, Lord, that there are divine connections that your ministering angels are dispersing right now over everyone who is listening to this message. That, Lord, that there will be divine connections. There will be divine appointments that your people will be part of. And so, Lord, I pray that as they leave this house tonight, that they will understand, Lord, that their pain is important. And Lord, you are healing the brokenhearted. Just as Scripture said a while ago. But Lord, most importantly, it will lead to an opportunity for them to share their story. And so Lord, as we go tonight, plant in us a new seed of ministering to people. Plant in us, Lord, just a heart for others to serve others in everything that we do, whether it be through phone, texting, email, Facebook messaging, whatever, even in this auditorium, Lord, that you would somehow, Lord, put like people together so that they can move out in their destiny, they can move out in their purpose and be used by you like never before. We thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ covers every one of us and Lord, that our pain is not being wasted, that we will truly use, Lord, what we go through, our struggles and all the difficulties. Lord, somehow, Lord, your name will be glorified in all that we do and all that we say. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, listen, thank you so much for coming again. Tuesday is the Men's Supper. The following Saturday, the 15th, 14th is the Ladies' Breakfast. Take advantage of that. You never know. You never know. Somebody in those events is your divine appointment with somebody so that you don't waste your pain. Amen. Well, God bless you. Don't forget, we have candy. If you need some chocolate, we love y'all. Thank y'all for coming.